Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for checking us out. This is the ContenderCast. This is Justin Hahnemann, and we are shining a light on bright ideas. And today we are talking about workplace productivity, portfolio management. We're talking about uh, a new book my my guest has coming out around passion and performance. And um, so I just want to tell you, I'm excited today because on the podcast, we've got Olka Shringhadi. Olka, I'm so glad you are on the podcast today. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for the opportunity. Totally. So I, okay, so this is I have to tell our audience your background, and I know um, before we jumped on, I was sharing with you um, that I thought this was totally intriguing. So, Olka has a bachelor's in microbiology, a master's in molecular biology, master's of science in MS, cell, cellular, and molecular biology, and yet she launched a company called BioBridge Collaboratives that's focused on workplace productivity, integrating portfolio management, and strengths-based coaching. I mean, Okay, okay, you got to start with how does that happen? Like, how did you decide I'm going to move out of this other space and into this space? Well, thanks for the question, Justin. I think uh, I, I, I probably ask myself the same question every once in a while. How in the world did I get here? Right? I love it. I think it's great. No. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, know I, I, I thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing. And of course, you know, I, as you um, uh, mentioned in my background, a hardcore scientist uh, never imagined I would actually uh, do this kind of stuff. But essentially, I think, uh, uh, you know, taking a step back, what intrigued me about about life science and biology is because it's about life. It's about us. It's about sure. biology, right? Sure, absolutely. And so I started off, at, you know, started off as a scientist in the lab. And, uh, of course, the focus was a lot of research. You know, whether I was in academia or whether I was in industry, my focus was always research, know more, right? Discover more. Uh, and uh, in, in, in that process, I also uh, realized that uh, though companies do great in terms of, uh, you know, their products, their, in terms of their profits, you know, very, very successful companies and very intelligent people working together, uh, there is a loss of human touch in the workplace many a times. And it's not no intentional. Question. It just happens. You know, it, it just happens because of, I mean, it, 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 most of the times you will see, you know, well-meaning people around. But even the well-meaning people can uh, can actually be forced somehow to to show their worst in some in some cases just because of the amount of stress and the amount of pressure uh, that exists in in current workplace environment. And in addition to that, you have other pressures. You know, outside of work, also there are too many pressures. So essentially, we're we're living in that kind of a world where there's more more and more of the stress and less and less of actually uh, experiencing life for what it is. And uh, that that bothered me. And so uh, knowing that we spend about you know a good for I would say a good forty to fifty percent of our waking hours at work, uh, it was important for me to then create that to help at least cre- try to create that environment that improves uh, the experience of an individual at workplace, which will which will directly impact his or her productivity. Uh, and efficiency, and you know, and and basically that's how it will help the business also. So it's a win-win, and so that's that's how I start. That's how I got into, or, you know, got intrigued by this and started doing more of that. And uh, that, that you know, that that's where I'm at today. And then you know, in addition to being a scientist, and I evolved even in my workplace to being, uh, you know, to managing portfolios and programs. Uh, so 
integrating you know the, the more i did that the more i realized that i have to integrate the processes and the people together no one question. can't supersede the other no question all right so i what i love about entrepreneurs and people that start their own businesses is they say something like what you just said which is this thing was just bothering me or this you know there was a problem i was trying to solve and i and i loved hearing that uh, from you so you decide I'm going to go start this business. So, and I totally get, uh, you know, you're in terms of the why around the workplace productivity. So how does the portfolio management piece fit in, you know, the strategic planning piece and program management? And then also where does the coaching piece come into the business? Sure. sure. So, so you can call the business itself a portfolio of services. Got which it. Which kind of integrates. So, you know, so, so if you, if you look at, so, you know, you just mentioned program and portfolio management. Sure. You know, we mentioned strategy implementation. We, we, we talked about code. So, you know, all these put together, basically, these, all these, if you look at it, are integral pillars of any, any workplace success. No question. Typically what happens, you know, typically what happens is uh, in, in consulting firms, they would either focus on the process side, which is, you know, portfolio management That's or right. strategy implementation or those kind of things. Or they would, you know, they would uh, focus on the HR side or the soft side where we talk about leadership development. We talk about people engagement. Uh, the, the disconnect I found, uh, not disconnect actually, I should take that back. Uh, a gap that I found was sure. that nobody was really integrating these two together. So one, you know, one set of people were focusing on one set of things. The other set of people were focusing on the other set of things. And they had independent KPIs. Interesting. To measure okay. their own successes. Okay. And what was not happening is because of these, indi- because each function on its own was doing great because they were succeeding at their KPIs that they were targeting. But then the integration was, la- uh, was um, the, the integration could do better. And that's where the people will actually see the impact. Interesting. Okay. And, and that's why, and that's why uh, when I do my, my consulting, uh, I integrate both. Now, what does that mean? That, that means, it may still be, fo- depending on the clients I serve, it may be more focused towards one or the other aspect. However, that integration exists, whether it's, fol- whether it's formally placed or not. That integration is what is critical, is, uh, is, uh, is my thought. And that's, that's the philosophy I operate off of. Got it. So Olka offers, with her services in her firm, PMO services, leadership, culture, and assessment, integrated implementation, sustainment planning, which I think are just, it's amazing when you start putting those together. And Olka, when you were starting this, did you start with knowing those would be all together or did these things evolve over time? These things evolved over time. Uh, so my, uh, it, I think when I started this business, I was actually also working full time initially. And uh, at that time, I actually focused more on the leadership development side. The reason being that typically in corporations, the, the, the process side typically is better off sure. than the soft side. Got it. And so that's why I started focusing more on leadership development training. So I started creating my own training programs. Uh, again, uh, I, I started from bottom up. One, you know, I was a research. I'm a researcher by, you know, by trade. Uh, you know, whether sure. I'm doing it in life sciences or some other areas, it comes instinctively to me. So that actually helped. But uh, I actually developed my training more from an experiential standpoint and a very practical uh, standpoint, where I said, okay, you know, I, I'm. What, what makes sense? What will actually work in a workplace? 
on a very practical level sure and so uh, you know and then uh, take that and then substantiate that with research back that up oh, with research you know so 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 that, that i i took a i took a different approach because i thought whatever i whatever i bring out should one be applicable secondly it should make sense and third it should fit into the busy lifestyle no question of an you know of an employee or an or a manager because uh, otherwise it's just hard it's another training program that you know you just check the box and say yep done the <laughs> training right that's right uh, you know so it it should uh, i think in a sense it should be able to touch the heart of an individual if if i'm successful at doing that i feel that i'm a success overall because once you touch the heart then that's when implementation becomes seamless it's not like it's not like a task that's been uh, you know that you're not being measured yes you're measured against a kpi but if you're doing it with your heart and mind and you know put together it becomes so much more effortless and more meaningful and that's what i want to do wow i love that and you know it's interesting i i've actually heard more and more of that the last couple of months than i ever have in my career all right so um talk about growing the business so like what's been the key the keys to success for you in growing your business how have you gone out and acquired customers how have you grown those you know customers like what have been the keys to success in terms of growth we have a, a lot of individuals that listen to this podcast that are you know eating the services and product space looking to grow their business i think they'd love to hear your thoughts on that sure thank you and again you know i should uh, i should first have a disclaimer probably i you know i i, I wouldn't call myself uh, scaled up to the extent i uh, i envision it to be so i'm still i'm still learning myself uh very honestly but then uh, i i think um, uh, i sh- i should probably at this point use the feedback that i typically uh, have gotten from uh you know from people who have either attended my training or have taken uh, you know or have uh, partaken my coaching uh, sessions uh the, the one thing that i hear from everyone you know and of course there will be sh- different shades of the same message but a, a central theme that i've heard and i think i go by that just based off of the feedback the consistent feedback that i've gotten is one uh always work with what you believe in and and that that's what intrigued me about your uh, your contender card ah. also because it's just <laughs> it, it, you know it's just amazing right because what, what the way you, in the first couple of seconds people yeah. can actually gauge whether you're genuine or not that's for sure what you're trying to do, you know <laughs> so did i pass it, that it, test it, it, i mean <laughs> yes absolutely oh that's funny <laughs> so so you know i i think that's the key it you is. have to be able to believe that you are going to make a positive impact yes it is a business so of course you know uh, the the, fi- the financial part it, it has to be financially viable uh but then in order for you to make it financially viable you might have to you know for for me for example i did many free webinars initially you know while while i was just establishing myself and that was a cost to me but i said you know uh, i i'm going to go by that because i believe uh whatever i'm trying to uh, do and again i will change it based on you know based on how i evolve everybody evolves with time but then my main my main goal what i will be looking for in my audience or in you know in the person i'm coaching is am i able to impact the person uh, at a deeper level it's not just about business it's not just about sure. saying you know okay follow this and this will happen right it's about whether i'm making a whether i am making a meaningful impact in someone's life sure. whether it's for, even if it's portfolio management right uh if, if i have a client i will make sure that i'm not just focusing on the processes but i'm also focusing on how the people are taking to the processes 
and whether the process is working for the people or whether I'm making the people work for the process. Wow. You know, so so that that kind of thing. So I think that that that's the key to success. Uh, and again, this that's that's my niche. But I think overall, uh, we should be no matter what we're doing, especially as entrepreneurs, we have to be able to um, to to really uh, take a step back and say, why am I doing this? And is it really creating a you know, a, is it leaving the world in a better place than what it was without me? I think we could end so, the podcast I mean, right I, I, there, but I'm not going to because <laughs> we got to talk about your book. But wow, that is a great sure, line. Sure, and sure. I mean, wow, if everyone would ask that, I mean, anyway. Okay. All right. Um, Olka, you. so you've got a new book coming out too this year, which I'm yeah. excited. I can't wait to check it out. So it's called Bringing Passion to Performance. So talk about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, what's in it? You know, what's the why behind it? And what can we, we be looking for and when? Sure. So, yeah, so the, the, the running title right now, I, I, I don't know if it will change with, with time, but it is, you know, bringing passion to performance and organizations paradigm shift to transform workplace productivity into profitability. Ooh, and so, yeah, so it's, essentially the, uh, the, bo- the why of the book is what we talked about earlier, right? Uh, we, we, uh, we are becoming, we are becoming a very successful economic engine at the cost of human life and uh what there's too much burnout there's too much stress and what is happening is instead of at workplaces instead of being able to bring out the best in people they're actually triggering the worst in people sometimes and uh and that that's a problem okay so okay so i'll hold on that so okay unpack that a little bit for us what do you mean by that so, for example, right? Uh, if you look at, and again, the, uh, I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to generalize, but this you, you can see this phenomena in different pockets of an organization. So, some parts of the organization are really thriving, where uh, you know where the work is good, uh, people know people know what is expected of them, and people are given that leverage to explore, right? Sure. Uh, Absolutely. And, 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 to, and, and to bring, you know, to, to bring out their strength. So that's, that's a wonderful place to be. And there are such pockets in companies. On the other side, on the other hand, uh, there are other pockets in the companies where the environment will be extremely politicized, where there will be high pressure and high demand, which basically stifles that uh, that productivity and it's it stifles um, innovation basically. I'm using big words, but essentially what it boils down to is people when they feel threatened in terms of very simple things like will I have my job, will I be able to keep my job, or if people are consistently working like 50, 60 hours a week, uh, then what happens inevitably is the survival instinct kicks in, and once that kicks in, the dis- the defense offense mechanism really comes into play because now we're fighting for survival and by survival i don't mean a tiger you know uh, you know you're you're confronted with a tiger in the in a wood but it's a similar situation because if you don't show yourself one up you are at the risk of losing your job which you don't want exactly right wow. right or you or, or you may be passed out for you, know, you, you may not be considered for the promotion you you think you deserve or whatever the situation may be but essentially it's survival instinct kicking in now, once the survival instinct kicks in, you may not necessarily be in, uh, you may not necessarily consciously choose to do certain things. You're working out of an in survival instinct now, which can be pretty raw at times. That's where then the environment start get, starts getting toxic. And I've seen extremely intelligent people 
fall into that trap. And it's not a trap. It's real in the sense that they, they, if, if they want to progress, they have to show themselves one up. And the only way they can show one up themselves one up right now is by pulling the other person down directly or indirectly. But it's a it's and, a uh, it's a manner of the environment, right? It's a function of that environment correct, that's caused it. Correct, correct. It's a function of that environment, which autom- which then generates a lot of toxicity, and it's harmful not just for the people involved in that, but also for the business. Uh, and so, and so that's where I, that's where this book comes in to say yes, you know, if if there is if there is a pocket in the organization that is not rich in processes, and the processes are actually uh, and the processes will actually help the business. Then you go and focus on those tools. But then, if you see that there is a clear detriment in the way the people are operating, uh, there are scientific experiments that have shown that if you are constantly under stress, you will underperform. No question. Because that's that's the that's the way your chemistry works. And so, to to really open up that chemistry, you need to be able to provide in a, a non-defensive, um, trustful environment. That will increase the productivity for the business, also. So you know, and so that's that's where the you know that's where the book comes in. It, you know, it basically talks. The book will talk about uh, five drivers of team performance, uh, principles of self-care, self-discovery. Uh, it will also go through um, the anatomy of stress, actually, and its role in productivity. And the reason why I bring this up is sometimes I feel at least. You know, what, what we try to do is we try to justify stress. We try to say, oh, some stress is always good for us. Well, not necessarily. If you're really passionate about something, you don't need stress to keep you going. Right? I mean, look you at, have look the at your energy own behind the excitement. You, 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 yeah, because you, 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 know, you guys are doing something on the side. I mean, you guys are busy. <laughs> uh, I really like it. You know, I really you're like right. Example. Now, it's I, not stressful you know, doing this. Like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Are you, you're working really hard, right? You're going out of the way to do certain things. You're working really hard. Is that stressful? I don't think so. You're working really hard, but is that stress on you? No, you're doing it because, uh, you know, you, you, your, your chemistry is open right now, right? And that's what we need. Um, and so that's why I say that stress may not necessarily, we don't have to believe that we need stress to keep us, you know, keep driving us. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the book will also talk about a little bit of, you know, the, the art and science of feedback in performance reviews because everybody just does not like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and creating, sure. you know, and, and you know, create, co-creating an organization where, you know, the, the strategy and the culture come hand in hand because, you know, if, if you've, if you've heard of Peter Drucker, he basically says, right, like culture eats strategy for breakfast. So, and that's true. I mean, in, in, it, it may be in different shades. It's not like a company will shut down if it has poor culture, but at the same time, it has a significant impact on the bottom line and research is confirming that. And so it will talk about that. And I think one, one very important piece that I want to talk about in the book is about creating a culture of relentless optimism without compromising the quality or the integrity of the business. Right. Heaven forbid um, you're positive uh, and optimistic, right? I mean... I, I I think that's awesome. So yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to in the book. And you know, it's it's uh, the book is basically a culmination of all the great, uh, the wonderful people that uh, that I've been able to meet, who have shown this way actually that this is possible. And uh, that's that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Oka. I mean, gosh, I mean, I can think of companies I've worked with where uh, there is no innovation culture. There isn't uh, a process to to unearth and celebrate and bring new ideas, you know, up through the organization. I can think of organizations that uh, where the culture that, you know, that I've worked with is toxic, where there's uh, distrust. And I, I can't wait to check out your book. I think 
the message in it, you know, you've talked a lot about these different elements and I cannot wait to check it out. And I think, quite frankly, everyone listening probably as they heard those different examples were thinking about, yeah, I remember when I worked at XYZ company, <laughs> that was the situation there or another company. And yeah, um, it's, it's painful. Yeah, it's it is. Definitely painful. But it's great that you're writing about it. Okay. Uh, last but not least, where can our listeners mm-hmm. uh, find you? My, uh, you know, uh, I have a website that they can go to. Uh, it's www dot biobridge says so b i o b r i d g e collaborative c o l l a b o r a t i v e s biobridge collaborative dot com uh, i also they can also reach me via email which is uh, my first my my name u l k a dot u a at biobridge collaborative dot com or alternatively, the best thing is also the easiest thing rather would also be to connect via LinkedIn. I'm, um, of course. I'm pretty active there. No question. Find me there too. Yeah, I am an mm-hmm. LinkedIn guru. I I, lo- I use it for so many different things. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm learning that yet. I, I I wouldn't say I'm close to being a guru there at, at all. it is a great platform to connect on that's for Uh sure hey listen thanks so much for being on the podcast thank you thank you Justin. thanks for the opportunity and i really appreciate your enthusiasm and the work that you're doing awesome thanks so much for more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content tools and resources check out contenderbrands.com also you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.